Let's go ahead and open up our Bibles today uh, to where we left off the other day. We were talking about 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse number 15 as we introduce a new series of messages called Back to Basics. And in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse number 15, it says, But in your hearts set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you for to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. And what we talked about last time is we need to know not only what we believe, but we need to know why we believe it. Because notice it says, be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason. And that reason is not because that's just the way I've always been taught. Or, well, that's what my pastor said or that's what my parents said, or that's what the professor said. You need to be able to give a reason for the hope that you have, and you need to be able to do this in an attitude of gentleness and respect. So one of the first basics that we as believers have is that the only true basis for a Christian fellowship is Christ agape love, and it's greater than any of the differences that we possess and without which we have no right to claim ourselves to be Christians. And we looked at some text in regard to that. The second basic today is that the worship of God is spiritual. Warren Wearsby, who just recently passed away, once said, Worship is the submission of all our nature to God. Worship is the submission of all of our nature to God. It is giving everything to Him. The word worship, you might have heard this before, is worthy. Whatever we find worthy, we're going to worship. We need to worship with all of our nature. It's giving everything that we have to God. In John chapter 4 and verse number 20, um, let me get over there. John chapter 4 and verse number 20, it says, Our fathers, you remember Jesus, the lady at the well, our fathers worshiped in this mountain. And you people say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. And Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, an hour is coming when neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship, referring to the Jews, what we do know. For salvation is of the Jews. But an hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is a spirit. And those who worship him must worship him and in spirit and in truth. So the worship of God is spiritual. So can an unspiritual person worship God? No. Why? Because they have not submitted all of their nature to God. So they cannot worship God. And you think of Adam and Eve in the garden. What happened when they sinned? 
when they partook of the fruit that God had told them not to take. They died, not physically, they died spiritually. They died spiritually. That's why the Bible says in Ephesians 2, 1, and you he made alive. What do you mean made alive? We're not dead. We are dead, not physically, but we are dead spiritually, born dead spiritually. And if we want to worship God, that's got to be remedied. So he says, in you he made alive who were dead in your trespasses and your sins. In Colossians chapter 2 and verse number 12, having been buried with him in the baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God who raised him from the dead, Jesus, when you were dead in your sins. Again, that's not talking physically. When you were spiritually dead in your sins and in the circumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all of our sins. So to worship God, we must be alive, awakened spiritually. Because we must worship God in spirit. It's only then that we can submit all of our nature to God. Now another term was coined in John chapter number 3 in regards to this awakening of the spirit. In John 3... Uh, you know the story of Nicodemus. And what is the theme of that story? You must be born again. Not physically, but spiritually born again. Why? Because we were all dead in our sins prior to being made alive. In John chapter chapter 3, now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus who was a ruler of the Jews. And this man came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that you've come from God as a teacher, for no one can do the signs that you do unless God is with him. And of course, the Jews demand a sign. The Greeks demand wisdom. The Jews were always looking for signs. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Truly, truly, I say unto you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now understand, you can tell by Nicodemus' reaction, he had never heard that term before. Because Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he's old? He cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born, can he? And Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not be amazed that I said to you, you must be born again. So if we're going to worship God, it has to be spiritual. Galatians 5.16 says, I say then walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now, a second part of that verse that I don't want to overlook is he says, God, you must worship God in spirit and in what else? Truth. So in other words, you not only have to be in the spirit, but you have to be walking in truth. Can you worship God spiritually if you're walking in a lie? The answer is obviously no, because... Uh, where was that? That was in John chapter 4. 
And verse number uh, 20, I believe is where it was. Salvation is of the Jews. Yeah, John 4, 24. God is the Spirit, and those that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. It doesn't say spirit or truth. It doesn't say spirit and or truth. It says spirit and truth. So to worship God, it has to be spiritual. In order for it to be spiritual, we have to be born again, and we have to be walking in the truth or we are not able to worship God. So the first basic that we've covered is that the only true basis for Christian fellowship is Christ's agape love, and it's greater than any of the differences that we may possess, and without it we have no right to claim ourselves to be Christians. And number two, we must believe that the worship of God is spiritual, because in order to worship God, we must submit all of our nature to God, and the only way to do that is by being born again and walking in truth. We have to walk in the truth. We have to walk in the Spirit. It's not and or. It's and. <laughs> we have to walk in Spirit and in truth. Now, I know people who I know are born again, but they're not walking in the Spirit. So they're not able to worship God. So not only is the unbeliever unable to worship God, but also the believer that's not walking in the Spirit. Or the believer that is not walking in truth. Not able to worship God. Is it any wonder that we struggle so much to worship God? And that leads to number three, which we'll talk about next time. The worship of God should be inspirational. But in order for us to be inspired, we have to be in the Spirit, walking in the truth, and loving one another as Christ first loved us. And we'll talk about that next time. God bless you guys. Hope you have a great day. Remember that God loves you, wants the best for you. He's working all things out for your good.